Welcome back to the Dile Dad podcast here on episode number 68. Lunes, apa, apa. Welcome to this Lunes, episode 68. There you go. Yeah, well, welcome. Bienvenidos a todos. Welcome to everybody on this wonderful episode now. Yeah, number 68. Hey, we're, we're too shy of 70. It's 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 been awesome, and I know we're we're getting ready for a, for a, an important episode next week. But yes. first things first, you right. know, it's like you always say, we cross the bridge when we get there. Episode sixty eight, we had a lot going on, especially when it comes to uh, today's um, gospel that we're gonna be kind of diving into. Which and I love this new setup that we're doing. I think late, not lately, but it's been more. We've been really pondering the gospel, especially now in the season of Lent. Yes. Which I remind you, just off the bat, if today is a new day for you because the first 18 days or so have been awful and the things that you were going to do, you haven't done or the things you said you were going to accomplish, you haven't. Hey, today's a new day. And I was I was reminded by that by Father Mike. He was he was letting us know in, in, his, in the mass before he even started mass that let today be day one. Let today be a new day. And let this episode be a new um, surge of optimism to move forward in this Lenten season. Right. Despite the different um, scenario you may have, despite the different environment that you may have, whatever the case may be. And, and we're going to be talking about exactly about that. And we're hoping that as we dive into this particular episode, it's going to give us an opportunity to reflect upon that who we are in God's eyes. Mm -hmm. And many times we fail to do that because we're trying to be me, myself, and I, while God says, I know who you are. Stop pretending. Yeah. Be who you are. And um, I believe in, in Sunday's gospel, um, we actually had that opportunity. But that will be a different story. As far as today... One of the things I would like to share is that we would like to continue with this Lenten season, just as you mentioned right now, that we've been trying to ponder within what Jesus said to us, what the gospel has been. Yet, what is your daily gospel? Because, again, uh, I remember a couple of priests who have uh, preached on this. Each one of us, yes, we have our own gospels, you know, because we have our own understanding of God in us and how God displays himself in our land, in our language, in our being. And it's there where we see God continue pretty much His love and, and understanding that He is with us and we many times don't see Him, we don't recognize Him. Yet um, God continues His efforts for us to patiently wait for us to turn around, wait for us to focus on Him and stay focused. And he continues to wait. So on this note, one of the things, uh, there's pretty much three things I want to cover. First of all is um, become the soul uh, you were created to be. Okay, that's the first thought. The second thought that we're going to dive into will be believe you were created to love by love himself. And that's going to be very important and just in understanding and discerning who you are. And finally, the third point I would like to kind of carry out is that, you know, belong to the family of God. 
And I think this is important for us to kind of put all together. And it, it goes back like in a circle to where it all began. And for that, one of the things that um, today, Monday, um, as the podcast is, is, is released, Monday, March the 21st, 2022, on this episode 68, Lunes Yapa, I want for you to really listen to what God has to say today on this date. And I'm going to have Beto, you know, read the gospel of the day itself. And it has something so powerful for us to realize and, and get ourselves understood that when we get our feet wet, there's a purpose to it. Okay. And we're going to dive into that. So um, I'm going to invite you, Beto. To before, we, before we do that, I know I'm throwing you a curveball. No, that's okay. On the spot. I, I want to just mention that. I think it's one, it's worth mentioning, especially in our podcast of Delia Dad. Well, you mentioned three things that we're going to ponder on. Become the soul that you were created to be. Believe you were created to be, sorry, believe that you were created to love by love himself. And then you belong to the family of God. I think all these things encompass the person of the man that we just celebrated a couple of days ago in Good St. Joseph. Yeah. And he encompasses all these, all these things. And I hope we're going to, I think before we close, we're going to have a chance to talk about him. But I do want to mention him because he's worth mentioning, uh, especially since we just are still celebrating just the after effects of his feast day, you know. Um, but I, I just wanted to mention it just because St. Joseph has been a big part of of us, of this podcast. And um, I know it's something that we're, we've been pondering on, uh, sharing his, his silent insights, Yeah, you know. And so we'll, we'll have a chance to talk about that towards the end, but I wanted to just mention it and uh, wanted St. Joseph to make the cut. So... The gospel is from the fourth chapter of Luke, verses 24 through 30. And he said, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zerapath, in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elijah, the prophet. Yet one of them, yet not one of them, was cleansed, but only Naaman and the Syrian. When the people of the synagogue heard this, they were filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built, to hurl him down headlong but he pressed through the midst of them and went away and what a powerful scenario we have here if we could envision what we just heard this is exactly what has happened to Jesus and we many times uh, after more than 2,000 years still don't get it and it is our lack of opportunity to give ourselves that who I am uh, as part of who that God is in you. And I repeat again, who I am. That I am is that God in you who has created you. And we need to have that creation of God come out. We need to have that creation of God be and I think that's, that's what wrestles with the idea. I remember 
Um, as a matter of fact, just you know, uh, Sunday, um, I had just happened to be driving back from. Um, I went to visit the community of San Luis Rey here in Laredo, and I was part of the uh, scrutiny presentation of um, other people who are preparing for their sacraments. And coming back from from um, San Luis Rey, heading home, I happened to put you know KHOI. And on KHOI, we had the Mass over at the cathedral, San Agustin Cathedral. And Father Ethan was pretty much um, uh, within his homily. And one of the things he, he pressed on was that many times we ourselves, we, we have an issue on understanding God because God is. Mm. I am. Yeah. And that's perfection. That's, that's all in all mm -hmm. and kind of we're kind of the opposite and we get lost on who we are and many times we don't associate ourselves with that I am mm -hmm. and, and he was describing it very well you know I, I don't want to um, do injustice to, to his homily but it, it kind of brought me to the thought of what we had for this particular podcast and Become the soul you were created to be. How are you going to find that out? How are you going to explore that within yourself? And, and many times we have been created or no, uh, let me take it back. We have been conditioned to think who we are. Uh, since the very beginning, we have pretty much, um, if, if, they're, if they ask you, you know, um, who are you? The first thing that comes to your thought is your name. Mm -hmm. And then how many times of all of us who are just listening, you know what your name means? What does it symbolize? Yeah. You know, a second thought. Why do you have that name? Why did your parents ended up giving you that name? What was, what was the reason behind it? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we have some people that don't have an answer for one or two. Yeah. They just don't. Okay, and how can they find out <laughs> their purpose um, if they themselves don't are fully aware of that simplicity? Yeah. So when it comes now on becoming, you know, that soul that God has created in me, well, that's the soul that has been created and that will never die. Yeah. And part of it for me to know that. Um, it, it, I think that the best analogy that I want I, I can use on this is that when there is a um, in our language a gut feeling that you want to do and, and people ask you well why you know why is it um, why do you say that or, or why are you thinking that and, and there's basically just no words for you to describe that or give them an answer to give them proof or whatever you want to call it yet that gut feeling that you just know well that's that's part of that creation itself mm -hmm. and of course we get lost for words because it's not of a human condition mm -hmm. it's not of a human reality it's not of a human dignity even to that high level to be able to Give that account of your um, confirmation, of your um, uh, being authentic of that truth, whatever the case may be. But it, it just 
it, I don't want to say it feels right because we've gotten lost on that. Okay? I don't want to say that. It is beyond a feeling. And you can't describe it. The certainty. Yeah, there's that certainty that, you know, it's, it's a convincing thing within yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it, it's not, it's not brujería. Okay? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not witch, witchcraft. But, you know, when we're, we're watching football and, and whatever the team, whatever the game we're watching, and all of a sudden it says, hey, interception before the actual play starts. You know, oh, I guess. Interception, yeah. interception. And then, boom. Boom, we get it. Okay. Well, yeah. how did you know? I, I didn't. I just didn't have my gut feeling. It's, like, it's, it's just like, it's, it's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming yeah. up. Okay. I don't know how many times. Sorry. I don't even know how many times you've been right and on point with that. Just want to close it out. Just want to <laughs> give you a shout out with that because there's so many times watching the Niners game and then you're like, oh my gosh, interception, interception, and then interception. I like that. Now say touchdown, say touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, on, on having certain notions like that, mm-hmm. it's that you touch base with that inner being. Mm-hmm. That inner being is that soul. And when you can relate to your soul, you can relate to God. Yeah. Because he's been the creator. He is the creator of your soul. The in, and it's interesting that you, you mentioned that because I, I, I would love for you, if that's okay, to kind of... Remember, I can't, I can't remember what you, when you were talking about this. It was like during a confirmation class that you mentioned the story of the creation of the soul, like in that moment. But it's you say that God is the creator of the soul, right? But I, 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 I see it as sometimes, you know how we, we create this podcast. We are the creators of the podcast, right? But there's a lot of things that are going into it that we have to do a lot of plugins and whatnot, right? Right. So I feel like when it comes to the soul, like God. Not just created it in the essence of creation, but he personally handmade, instilled it in us. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. You know? And I just find it interesting that that it's it's a very intimate process, I would say, for even God himself. Well, to, to kind of um, assimilate that, uh, I bring Father Edith once again from his homily. You know, one of the things he said to his parishioners during the Mass and during his homily says, do you know who actually designed and uh, give the architectural look that we have on this cathedral? Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be, I don't know how many years he mentioned that um, the, the, the cathedral is going to be um, celebrating 150 years, I believe. I don't know when. Something like that. Um, and he says, you know, did you know that it comes from a priest uh, who's the architect of this construction of this building that uh, he was from France? And there's a lot of elements of the country that he belongs to. He started pinpoint stuff. Again, yeah. I don't want to go into details on that. But he says, that person that thought of this building and uh, the different elements that it has, and it's very unique, it came from a person who knew himself and knew from where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. Because imagine France here in Laredo. Okay? It's here in the cathedral. Mm-hmm. Because the way... And, and, and he says, you know... It is very similar to with God itself, himself. And, and that's where I, I, I move to the second one where it says, believe you were created to love by love itself because 
you know, Father Eden kind of uh, used that as an example, saying, well, God, who has created the universe, who has created us in our souls, we need to kind of, we can see God in us on the goodness that he has created in, in that soul of yours, in that soul of mine, in all of our souls. And then all the good things that, you know, we enjoy, obviously in scripture, in the book of Genesis, we hear the famous, you know, closing, and it was good. Mm-hmm. So this goodness that, that, is, that is found, you know, it, it's also found in you. Get it out. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 Okay. There is some goodness. Don't, don't pretend. Don't put a face. Don't, 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 don't get, you know, um, don't put a costume on, but reveal your true self of who you really are. And I would even add to that, that when God made us, he said, it is very good. You know, like in, through the story of creation that, after something is made something's created god says it's good but the moment we are created he says it's very good and it's like yeah so on on that love that he has created that he has god should be reflected on us and 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 i i teach this to the parents when i especially with the um parents in first or second year either for the holy eucharist or for confirmation i tell the parents you know remember that in the catholic church we as parents ought to be the mirror of God to our children. Mm-hmm. That means that when children look to us, they see God or something of God. And many times we say, oh, forget it. And they're never going to see God in me. It is in the love yeah. that they see God. It is in that love that they feel security. You know, that's the love. Mm-hmm. And all these things, we can break it down into more things like that. But again, all of us, we're part of God's creation because of the love He has invested in us. And then, of course, how He continues to love us. Mm-hmm. That's why it's love Himself. And I think that this way we start belonging to this family of God. And, and it gives point to, to this reality. And, and, even, and even St. Augustine, you know, presses on that. That, you know, uh, I, I mentioned in another podcast about the... Um, a youth ministry program that the Augustinians have, especially in Mexico, in the province of Michoacán, um, we have Crecer por Dentro. And in there, it's how we define who we belong to. Mm-hmm. We belong to God. Yeah. And, and of course, we many times mess up everything that God has created because the human element many times is weak. And, and people say, well, God created man. God created woman. Yeah, but what we did with that, he did not create. We did. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Makes a big difference. So for us, I, I think that, uh, the you know, what, what the scripture that you just read with uh, you know, to us about this particular day, I think that the, the hardest one is that no one, okay, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. And... He experienced that himself. Yeah. Now, it, it doesn't show here, but one of the comments he brings in Joseph. Mm-hmm. Isn't he not? Yeah. The son of the carpenter, son of Joseph? You know. Expecting for him to be just be a carpenter. Yeah. And that's the way we see many times everybody. 
Oh, it's just him. Oh, it's just her. Yeah, yeah. Especially in your native land. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. That's the story of my life. Okay. Exactly. Ah, please, Rene. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I, I, had, I had an epiphany when I had to use both of my names. Because in school, I'm known as Carlos. Okay. You ask in school growing up, who was René? Nadie. Carlos. Mm. Okay. Um, it wasn't until high school that there was that Carlos René because I started to push that. Though in church, you ask about Carlos and they were lost. It had to be René. Mm -hmm. So when he came to school, anything functioning in school, you know how school is. You They use the first name. They never use the middle name. Okay. They focus on the first name. At school, I was Carlos. And then in church, I was known as René. So I, I came to the place where I had to actually um, put those two together. Yeah. And I started to do that. And, and, and I remember, and I have told the story um, in some audiences, but, you know, when I started to work at the, um, at the Dice of Laredo, um, I was working before at Holy Redeemer Church. And then, you know... I moved from, you know, I was November the 20, uh, was it the 25th of uh, 2000 that I started working for the diocese. And <laughs> one of the things we had no, we were very shorthanded. Okay, we were shorthanded. I believe I was the third hired employee uh, of the diocese. And, and I, they, they got me a headset to answer the phones. Because I, I was mm -hmm. the receptionist, I yeah. was—I mean, it was a lot of different hats. Well, I was the, the the voice you would hear on answering the call to the dais of Laredo. And I remember we were dealing with some things, and I, I had to get out out of the office. I had to go downstairs, and I was receiving some merchandise that was was coming in because again, you know, very short-handed. I was doing it all at the same time. I was responsible for answering calls, you know, for the diocese. So I had my headset, and I had my middle box that was carried here, and we were talking with this lady because she was lost. She was trying to find the diocese of Laredo, and, and they said about the Catholic radio station KHOI right across the parking lot. Okay. So we're looking at 1901 Corpus Christi, and it was there that it hit me that um, 1901 Corpus Christi is is the address facing and identifying the dies of Laredo. Mm -hmm. Okay, the back street, okay, the back street of, of Corpus Christi happens to be Laredo, mm -hmm. and on that note, that reality, it just hit me crazy. I mean. Uh, what's the expression sometimes used like a ton of bricks okay mm. because it just it was a big wow it was the, the famous from the from the movie aha uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. taste the soup yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a aha uh -huh. because I said wow we're coming from the diocese of Corpus Christi and now into the diocese of Laredo and because I'm thinking that Okay, and I'm dealing with this person who was lost, and I'm they're here. Okay, fine. I'm I'm having this delivery come in. Phone rings. Okay, and I remember forever um, that conversation because the moment I, I I clicked that button, first things out of my voice, out of my mouth was, "Good afternoon. Welcome to the Diocese of Corpus Christi." Oh no! Oh, 
And when I, 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 I caught myself saying that, okay, you know, we were no longer the dice of Gorgeous Sister, we were the mm-hmm. dice of Laredo. Yeah. There was a friend on the other line. He says, What? <laughs> and, and it's a very good friend, Fernando, you know, very mm-hmm. good friend. He says, I'm going to tell the bishop about it. You know, you know what? Thank God it's you. Okay. Well, let me let me rephrase. Good afternoon and welcome to the dice of Laredo. Yeah. Okay. The, the flavor of it had not sunk in. Yeah, it's still new. Yes, because yeah. you know uh, we began our, our diocese on on August the 9th that same year 2000, and I'm here I am in November. We're still we're, we're still trying to digest this new reality in us and here because i'm talking about the street i'm talking this reality that just hit me boom i blurred out the wrong way and as i'm going to tell the bishop well, tell him i mean we're still adjusting into this and and mm. what an adjustment it has been all this you know almost 22 years yet nevertheless that moment for me you know la burla siempre estuvo ahí de fernando hey te acuerdas shut up but It, it, it was something for me that uh, identifies this reality that we many times are not accepted in our native land, in our native place, yeah. okay? Because they know us as from where we come from, mm-hmm. okay? And I think that um, as, as the Dais of Laredo, we have come a long way, um, although sometimes we may feel we're still in the same place, which we are. Yeah. However... We have traveled all this time. And I think that um, Jesus uh, kind of faced that uh, on, on this gospel. And I think that we need, we need to focus, because you started this podcast talking about Lenten season and that this may be day one. It's a daily conversion. St. Augustine. You know, it's a daily conversion. It, it's a daily thing. Just as you take in new, you know, fresh breath air into your into your lungs and, and convert it into all of that because of the oxygen you just took in it's something new it's something new. you have to constantly be reminded yourself about the conversion mm-hmm. it's not a, a, a big wham type of thing so this reality for us is very important and i remember that uh in hearing this uh you know there was a bishop that you used to kind of uh, put it out there saying you know jesus himself faced um this type of rejection By his family, his neighbors, his friends, he answered. And he went through that, okay? And, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, what we just heard from your gospel, that is today's gospel of, of March the 21st, um, look closely at this highlights as a basic truth of the struggles that he himself had to go through, mm-hmm. okay? These people knew me, they know me still. There was that rejection, that struggle. Mm-hmm. We, we, we go through that. Because yeah. that happens under our own same roof. Yeah, and I would just want to make it clear that, you know, that Mary nor Joseph rejected Jesus. It's just like the extended, um, you know, familiar faces in the, in the area. Because again, we had that question, hey, isn't this, don't we know him? Like, don't we know Jesus? We grew up with him. Didn't we play ball with him in Nazareth or whatever? Yeah. Like, we know him. Um, but just make that distinction um, that, of course, it was Jesus... Um, embraced by Joseph and Mary, but of course, just everything, everyone else who didn't know him, didn't know him. Well, and those that knew him, mm-hmm. like, you know, Blessed Mother Mary and St. Joseph, mm-hmm. they knew. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They knew. Exactly. Okay. Yet they had to 
a partnership with that Jesus in doing God's will. Yeah, to help, to really just kind of discover everyone, like the, each of their own purpose in fulfilling God's will in their lives. And I just, I find it very interesting just thinking about the daily conversations, at least within the intimate family, the holy family. Um, I know St. Joseph is not quoted much in scripture, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where I, I, I can't remember who said it best, but it comes out in, in the consecration book of St. Joseph that Father Callaway put out that it is in his silence that he speaks profoundly, you know. And then, of course, Our Lady, her last words recorded in Scripture, do whatever he tells you, yeah. you know. And, but I think it's also just a reality that I think sometimes we overlook this passage a lot, that we forget Jesus was rejected by his own people. Still is. And still, <laughs> still is, yeah. And it, it's one of those things where we have to recognize that who are we going to be like? Either are we going to be like Jesus, Joseph and Mary, where we, it's okay to have questions, it's okay to grow and discover the things of God, but do it in love? Or are we going to be, oh yeah, it's Jesus. Oh yeah, we know him. Oh yeah, it's just God or whatever. And it's like, we don't truly see him for who he is. Therefore, we don't see ourselves for who we really are. And one of the things that, because we just experienced not too long ago, um, that we were part of that um, retreat presentation that uh, we, we had over at uh, mm. St. Joseph yeah. uh, Catholic Church here in Laredo, and, and very grateful to the St. Joseph Court uh, Catholic Daughters of America's, I believe, uh, Court 2363, inviting me to, to be part of that, and of course, we invited you to to sing the your your own um, composition of that song, what you composed of Saint Joseph, which was a big hit, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the, very much expected. Mm-hmm. Yet while we were there, I got to do a shout out to your to your um, Corpus Christi neighbor, yeah, Renee Garza. Um, I think she was. Uh, I can't remember the title, um, but she was there visiting us here in Laredo. And we talked about many things. And um, I remember when we used to be part of Corpus Christi, the diocese. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, as Laredo, we never identified ourselves, you know, coming to the reality, although we wanted it so bad for many years that we wanted to be our own church, um, have the opportunity to, to go ahead and, and you know, be able to say, you know, we finally, we are our own diocese. We have our own bishop. We have our own, you know, local church in, in, in that magnitude. But, you know, going back to, to our visitor, it's Renee, right? Renee Garza, um, the title? She's the region and district deputy. Okay. Yeah. And, and she's over at St. Cyril Methodius. Okay. Stories. Big shout out to her because she did a wonderful presentation. I had to leave a little bit before she uh, she finished, but um, my my timer over here was was being expired, so I had to come over and take care of mom at home. Mm-hmm. But um, we we were able to exchange a lot of thoughts and sentiments and, and faith. Yeah. You know, and when I when I was there, it, it reminded me of this story that I shared between you know that street of Corpus Christi and that street of Laredo. And how these two were now two different native 
you know, from different cities that we kind of grew up with because as the church, we had to go to Corpus Christi yeah. for confirmation for all the ceremonies, what have you. So we, that was our local church back then. But after now going on almost 22 years, now as a Dice of Laredo, um, talking about that spirit that God has created, that church that God has created, and very proud that we're still the baby, you know, diocese of, of our country. Um, it's unique. And, and, and here, I think that bring emphasis to what you mentioned in, in, in trying to belong to the family of God. If we allow this holy family to be part of our family, mm-hmm. I think that's the secret on keeping this family of God together. Yeah. I To be able to draw strength from Our Lady, who is our mom, and who is a good mom, and St. Joseph, good St. Joseph. Um, I mean, these are two powerhouses that they are just like us in a sense that they were fully human. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is also fully divine, although fully human, but like Joseph and Mary, they were like us. And Our Lady, of course, she's given that out of a immaculate conception because she was conceived without sin, but if she, she didn't sin all her life. And St. Joseph was right. He was just, you know, and he has all these amazing titles that we get to actually strive for. And if we do that, then we take Jesus for who he is and make him our own, you know, by doing whatever he tells us, but then also by embracing this child that is not just from God, but is God. And we get to raise him in our own hearts. And I think if we just recognize those things that we don't want, we don't want this heart of ours to be a native place of Jesus that he gets rejected. Because if you think about it, our own hearts is his native dwelling. Because like St. Augustine says, like our hearts are restless until they rest in him. For he's the creator of that heart. Right. And so I think that's like the big invitation to all of us that let not our hearts be native enough to dismiss him, but let be let it be native enough to embrace him. Right. And I think that um, in, in the presentation that I was offering the Catholic daughters uh, on that retreat, and I was talking about the love found in the Old Testament and, and, and the love found in the New Testament. And, and in that agape in the New Testament, you know, I was sharing that according to the biblical description, you know, it has uh, as a verb, uh, that love as a verb is found, I believe it was um, 141 times. Okay. Then that same word of love as a noun was found 117 times in the New Testament. And finally, that same word of love in, in, in a, as an adjective, it was found 61 times. So I, I had the ladies add up the three numbers and the total number was 319 times. This agape is found as a verb, as a noun, as an adjective in the New Testament. And I said, this is a perfect example of the goodness of good St. Joseph, because it's St. Joseph there in 319. Mm-hmm. First feast. Yeah. And we were there on the actual feast yeah. of St. Joseph. And, and and it was a big, you know, awakening. Um, the man that is hardly 
quoted, like you said, on, mm-hmm. on scripture, we know a lot of what his actions were. Yeah. Always protecting and saving the Holy Family. Yeah. And I think that for us, that is the love of God. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because it is a protection and it is also a saving power. Yeah. So for us, it's the opportunity. Though we, in our humanity, we focus so much on pretty much the suffering of things. Yeah. Lo que no nos gustó, what we didn't like. Lo que nos dolió, what hurt. And on, and on that note, if, if you want to go that route, well, my question would be, you know, how often have we suffered deeply and quietly while we're being rejected? I think as a parent, we go through that a lot. When our kids, they say something, you know, I'm just trying to get back, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some things that hurt harder than others. Mm-hmm. They sting harder or they burn, you know? And our rejection is, is, is hit. We receive it. We feel it. And then there is that, you know, keeping it quiet. Yeah. You know, and it hurts. So we many times focus on those things and, and you know what he said? Mm-hmm. And, and even the other person might be, you know, uh, if, as a parent, you're telling the other parent that, you know, what he said or what she said. And the other parent says, and if it doesn't hurt as much to the other party. Mm-hmm. And we many times have to look into that because it's part of who we are. So feeling helpless to assist the very people whom we love so much is it, a difficult thing to do because we many times... Um, we we forget how to get up, get out of our world, and go into theirs. Yeah. Okay. And I think that God has to, you know, we we need to have God be seen, be felt, be be understood. Okay. For us to realize that it's not that God is not there; He is. It is us to identify Him. But we become that native. Yeah. That rejects Him in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because my feeling is more important than God. Yeah. How I felt it is more important. ¿Qué tantas veces la gente dice, es que tú no sabes cómo se siente? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's because you don't understand how much it feels and hurts. Yeah. And, and that there's a lot of selfishness there. I'm sorry. And, but then it, it, and I get it. I know, I understand the pain, the suffering. But I remember when we opened up Lent, I think, I want to say, I heard a priest say, it could be Father Joseph, Father Ajay, or Father Mike, you know, for that. I heard at the beginning of Lent, and basically what they were saying was that whenever we hurt, the suffering that we feel, we can always look to the cross because that's where it was, I don't want to say introduced, but that's where it was first felt, Yeah, you know? And it's so much, there's so much comfort and, and that's what I try to teach what I taught. That whenever we go into the church and we see the crucifix, any burden, any heartache, any pain, any suffering that we may, deal, we, we, we may be dealing with is that we can always look to the cross and say like, yeah, you know how it feels too. Like, you know how it feels. Like, I don't even have to explain this to know what you know, how it, like how much you know it, how it feels. And I think that's, that should give us a comfort and I love how 
Jesus expresses these things, especially one of the stories that comes to my mind is the story of Lazarus. When, you know, Martha and Mary, you know, they, they pleaded to the Lord, like, if you were, if you were just, if you were here, like you knew, and if you were just here, and I love how Jesus in the moment, like he just, he looks at her and he loves her and he, he and I always get confused with the words, I don't know, it's sympathize or empathize, one of the two, where he takes upon the, 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 the pain, the burden, the mourning, and makes it his own. And we get that shortest scripture verse, he wept. You know, and I always love that. I think I heard it from you. I had, had, had to be you. Because of the way I explained it, it's like, no yoro, chiyo. Yeah. You know? And to just recognize that that's what Christ does when whenever we go through these things because he, he makes that suffering one with us. And there's not a cross that he does not already bear with us, St. John Paul II says. And I remember I caught myself what, a couple of days ago, like in the midst of my own heart, in the midst of my own... I would, and I caught myself quickly because sometimes we can just fall into this trap. Like, God, you, do you do you not understand? Like, do you know, like how frustrating this is or how painful this is? And I'm like, and I'm like going at it because just in our humanity, we fall into these temptations of blaming God or or just you know going on our little rant, little tantrum as we're as you know the father's kids. And then I was like doing those things and I was saying these things and like at the end, I can just yeah, I do, I know. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and I just like, please forgive me. Like in this moment, like, you know my hurt. And I always remember this. I'll never forget. Uh, it actually comes out in the movie of Joseph. But in the Old Testament, there's a little cartoon. Um, I can't remember the title, but it's a very famous movie that for the kids. And there's a part I'll never forget that, you know, how Joseph is going through his things in, in the Old Testament of, in, a, in, a, in spite of doing good, bad things happen. Yeah. I'll never forget, there's a part in the movie that he's like put in prison for like the second time and for no, nothing of his doing. And he says these words, but remember me, remember me, Lord, in this moment. Like remember my heart in this moment because he knows how it feels. Yes. And, and I think that um, that's an insight for us when, when the word became flesh, okay? The, the idea, the fundamentals of what God loves and how he loves us, it's not until he becomes a man that he knows who, knows and understands us better. So when we feel that, this, well, if God is so good, like some people are blinded on this reality, if God is so good, why is all this mess, all this pain, all this ugliness in the world? Well, yeah, he's good. Okay, but he didn't create that. Yeah, it goes back to what you said about he created us good, but the evil, the, the everything that tarnishes that good is it's our own doing and twists everything around. Yeah, deceives the truth, right? Well, when we we many times Paul pray into that, mm. and 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 as we do that, we even hurt the ones that are most closer to us. Yeah, that's why there's couples where the husband and the wife. Um, they really hurt each other up. Uh-huh. You know, there, there's there's moments where that son or daughter gets hurt by mom or dad, or vice versa. That mom or dad gets hurt by that son or daughter. And it's incredible. Yet, it is here when, you know, you could say, when I have to face such situation in my own life, 
I I have prayed that the Lord will send someone else to help me on this very situation because those that those that are close to me those are the ones that are harming me many mm -hmm. times we think that way and we do not accept the help not even in a third party and sometimes we drown in our own selfishness because nobody understands me <laughs> the famous see sí. entiende y no es que no te das entender <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You don't give yourself to be understood mm -hmm. because we are in this pity party that this happened to me and then this happened to me and then we make it as a song and then this happened to me and then that happened to me and and we we find ourselves you know getting deeper into that ugliness that we are trying to avoid and not trying to live and we're kind of. I don't know, getting more soaked into that, not realizing that it is right there where God is like with Peter. You know, Peter, the moment that he he stopped focusing on him and started to look at his surroundings, I'm walking on water, this is impossible, never done this before, and feels the wind and everything, and says, this can't be happening, boom, goes down. Yeah. But the moment he says, Lord, save me, you know, And, and we don't we don't have an, an actual account. We don't have a video. Mm. <laughs> we don't have anything to actually describe how many meters or uh, yards he was away from. First thing we know is that the moment he asked for help, Jesus was already there. Was already, and that's a thing. We did. We went on a rant about this. No, yeah, we did. We did. We did. Was it on a podcast? Or yeah, because remember that one of the things that I was asking is did. Did Peter's feet actually get wet? <laughs> okay, that's what I'm sorry. Oh but, my gosh! But it's one of the episodes. You know, I, 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 the the opportunity here is that as as deep as you are in your own dirtiness or ugliness of your life, mm -hmm. hurtful, whatever the case may be, okay, that everything and everyone is against you, reach out to God, okay, and ask, Lord, save me. Yeah, that love will be there one of the things I, I wanted to mention and I was as you were mentioning these things and, and we're talking about how you know how we created the evil in our hearts yeah. or the evil that exists in, in this world and how we blame we blame God there's I I love this quote from the catechism and it was brought to light during a series of called Divine Mercy with Father Michael Gately and he just he mentions it And it stuck and it, it, it pierced my heart. And he says, because this is true of the heart of every human heart. When it comes to the man's first sin in his paragraph 397 in the catechism, it says, man tempted by the devil. Listen to this. Man tempted by the devil. Let his trust in his creator die in his heart and abusing his freedom. Disobey God's command. This is what man's first sin consisted of consisted of all subsequent sin would be disobedience toward God and the lack of trust in his goodness right but we let our trust in our creator die in our heart every sin everything that is wrong with the world is saying to God we don't trust you we don't 
every personal sin of ours is saying, I know what you want, but I'm going to do what I want. And it's like, we let our trust die in God, whom is all good. You know, if he's all good, he is all good. You know, it's just, we're not that good enough sometimes to keep that trust with him because of the selfishness that exists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if, if you only, and that's the thing, that one, that's one of my personal things that I'm working on. Like every day, every day, like I trust in you. I, I want to trust in you. And actually, you don't know this, but I was going to show you today and I'll probably show it to you afterwards. Sorry, guys, this is going to be half. You guys have to wait till eventually. But I, I wrote a song um, March 17th when I wrote it. There was a prayer that was written by, and I guess this is a sentiment of her heart. Uh, her name is Catalina. Uh, she's a very, I think she's famous she's in, in our circle, uh, our Catholic circle on Instagram. Um, but she has, she's really awesome out there. And, and she has like all these amazing posts and stuff. But she, there was a post that I saw that she wrote this prayer. And basically what it was, it was like a love letter. And she, she called it Dear Love. And at first you're like, oh, she's writing to her future husband, you know. But then eventually it says, you know, um, well, my under my modification of her prayer was, you know, dear love, I'm not ready for whatever you have planned for me. Um, and I will never be ready, but I trust you. Yes, my dear love, my Jesus, I trust you. And then the chorus actually says, the only thing that I ask, my love, is that you may never let me lose trust. And I know that I will do my very best to please you, my Jesus, my dear love. My dear love, oh my dear love, I will never lose trust in you. I will never lose trust in you. It's a beautiful song, by the way, Dad. Well, thank you. But thank you for sharing that. Just this, this notion that our hearts long to trust is just, that's the reason for our sin. Like, it goes back to the beginning. And you talk about the deceivement. And that goes, I don't trust God enough because I'm being deceived by what I think is right. And that's how the devil, like, oh, he gets us, you know? Yeah. That's why when people say, I don't trust anybody, the devil says, yeah, got him. Exactly. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's like the one thing you cannot go to. You cannot make, you cannot get to that point because the moment we lose trust, it's over. Yeah. And, and part of that trust is um, having an understanding of which way you're going to act upon. Okay. Um, and, and, and this reminds me of, of a presentation that uh, Dr. Leo Sierra did for Sierra High School in, in, in talking about health issues and what have you. In talking about uh, a disease, he says, he said in Spanish, no le tengan miedo. Si, no le tengan miedo. Tenganle respeto, pero no tengan miedo. And I think that when he says, don't be afraid of that illness, okay? Do respect the illness, but don't fear it. Mm-hmm. That he was speaking volume on that because mm-hmm. um, it, it, it brings you to that dose which one you're going to decide on, okay? And I bring you back to the Aladdin movie, mm-hmm. okay? When for the second time, okay, Aladdin says to, what's her name? Jasmine. Okay. Princess Jasmine. Okay. Do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And the second time, she kind of says, I've heard this before. 
and she, the the actual movie there, the cartoon movie, mm-hmm. gives her that facial expression like yeah, and it becomes more of a acceptance to the adventure of it. Okay, in respecting that, like I'm gonna try it versus the no, mejor no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it wasn't the second time. Even the first time when he says that, she had no other choice. Go. Yeah. You know? But I think that we are to ask ourselves, do I trust God? Yeah. Okay. And to what level? Ooh. Okay. Do I trust God and to what level? Whatever level you put uh, your, yourself upon, that will make the difference in not only having a better relationship with God, but actually having a more intimacy with God. That connection with God that is going to make you do the next right thing. And it's so interesting because that's, that's, I can't tell you how much of my heart that is right now. Like, that's my biggest thing right now. Because I recognize the importance of it. Like I recognize the importance of trusting God. I recognize the importance of wanting to just please Him and, and just, I want to trust. And sometimes I don't. And I know I don't. Like that's my thing. Like I know I don't fully trust. And I know something, I think I was going to ask you or if I did. Like how does that, how do you fulfill those things practically to trust God on the daily? Well, because you have to, um, like I just mentioned right now, you had to, um, in that famous kick it up a notch, okay? Mm-hmm. You have to bring your, your level of relationship with God to the point that it is an intimacy where there's that connection that each other can identify each other with. And many times we fail to do that. Why? Because we don't live in our present. We're talking about what happened the last time, okay? You're looking back, okay? You're looking in the past. Stay focused. This is your present. This is your now. This is where you're going to be able to act. Because in, if you go back, you just lost your opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Or the what if. You know, the last time I did that, this it looks very similar. So it's going to happen. So it's coming. So I don't want to dare, dare do that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that fear. But have the respect saying, I'm still going to go at it. And then, again, what level are you going to trust? And I think that when we say, Lord, you're it. Okay, I'm going to do it. You're asking me to do this now and this way? Orale. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm, I'm not here right now to decide, you know. Um, in, in movies, okay, when there's a, 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 a hardship with a employee and, a, and, a, and an owner or the boss, you know, there's an insult from the boss saying when the employee says, well, I thought, I was thinking about, I'm not paying you to think. Okay, I'm paying you to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it, it's a very ugly situation there. Okay. But you will, we see the, negative, the negativity of the owner or the, the boss putting down the employee because of what he doesn't respect the thoughts. He just wants that person to do. We don't have a God like that. Yeah. Okay. We're used to it because we've grown up with it, okay? We experience it with teachers, <laughs> yeah. okay? We experience it with parents, okay? We experience it with authority. So we many times were burned with that bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are. No, no, no. Yeah. So then it's hard because my human 
um, capacity overcomes that intimacy of that soul to that creator of the soul in following and trusting. Mm -hmm. Because the human aspect, you know, gets involved. And and I'm not saying for you to stop being human. (laughs) I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that you have to develop a stronger relationship with God to the point that there's an intimacy where there's a connection that you know each other. Mm-hmm. And for that, you, we come back to what we started with this podcast. Okay? To be able to actually become the soul you were created to be. Believe you were created to love by love himself. Belong to the family of God. Yeah. And if you need help with that, you can always ask St. Joseph to help you kind of be all those things because one of the things that we have to recognize is that like St. Dominic Savio says, I'm not capable of doing big things, but I want to do everything, even the smallest things, for the greater glory of God. And so we have the saints to help us reach those three fulfillments. We have our guardian angels who oh, yeah. are constantly like, do the, right thing, do the right thing, do the right thing, do the, do the right thing. Like, oh my gosh. Like my guardian angels like facepalm all the time. Like, oh my gosh, he did it again. Or oh my goodness, he's so stubborn. Or oh, he just, you know. Mop aisle, aisle three. Yeah. <laughs> And five and seven and nine. <laughs> but it's like, it's, yeah, like we have the saints, we have the angels, we have good St. Joseph, we have Mama Mary. We have all these good things. We have the church, the commandments and the sacraments to really help us do these three things. Because at the core of it, our destination is heaven. And as Saint, I want to say it was Saint Thomas More, that said that there's, I have the quote here. St. Thomas More um, mentioned this beautiful, and it actually comes out one of the songs that Rita always sings that I, I love singing. Um, and Matt Marr sang it in his concert and some other artists have it. But it, it's a really beautiful quote because um, it helps us recognize that sometimes we, again, we think that we are alone in this journey. <laughs> we think that we are, we are, God's like, all right, you know, good luck and see how it goes. And it's like, <laughs> no, and it's like the reality is no. Like we have, we have all these things to our disposal. We have them to our disposal. And so here's the quote that that from this particular um, song called "Come as You Are." Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful quote because it re- helps us recognize that we talked about the pain, the suffering, the struggles that we all face in life, and that's. That's normal. But there's not a cross that Christ does not bear with us. As St. John Paul reminds us. And so, for us, we have to recognize that. One, trust. Two, begin again. Three, be the soul that God created you to be. Be the saint that God created you to be. And be not afraid.